Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler and this week's episode is the second of our policy specials. So less of me and lots of Christian James from the IAB's policy and regs team. Coming up, you'll get the full download on the Queen's speech. Well, the relevant bits anyway. What we know and crucially don't know about the online ban of HFSS products and how the online safety bill, also announced in the Queen's speech, currently doesn't include advertising, but mine. So, all very straightforward then. For now, sit back and enjoy in full audio technicolour this latest policy special. Over to James. The IAB UK Podcast. Hello, I'm James, and uh, you join the IAB policy team at a particularly kind of busy part of the year. Uh, we've just had the Queen's speech, which uh, I'm aware for kind of non-policy wonks, it probably brings to mind uh, thoughts about Christmas Day and having just finished uh, a big lunch. But I'm afraid in uh, in policy terms, the Queen's speech is, um, well, frankly, more exciting than that. Uh, it's a, uh, a parliamentary event where Her Majesty the Queen comes to Parliament and sets out, kind of reads out a list of the plans that the government has uh, has given her for uh, the legislation that they are looking to take through Parliament and put into law during the course of the next Parliament. Um, it's particularly kind of uh, useful to because it, it kind of clearly shows what a government is uh, planning to do over the next over the next year or so, um, and but also shows what what they're prioritising as a government, and that's been particularly kind of helpful this time, given that um, Bor- when Boris uh, first became prime minister, he was kind of launched straight into the the kind of uh, Brexit uh, negotiations uh, and didn't have time to kind of uh, do do much on the policy front, and then um, from that went almost straight in into the uh, uh, kind of worldwide pandemic and dealing with COVID. So it's uh, it's been quite helpful to kind of see some uh, some insight from uh, from the government on what it's prioritising. From the IAB's perspective, there were two main bills uh, of interest in the Queen's speech. There were a lot of, lot of things in there. There were about 28 bills that were introduced um, or kind of announced. And um, Christy, I wonder whether you could just kick us off with a bit of info about the first bill that uh, was particularly pertinent to uh, the IAB and its members. Yeah, sure. So the first bill that we were um, expecting and having a very close eye on was the health and care bill, which doesn't immediately have any obvious uh, application for online advertising. But actually, this is the piece of legislation through which we were expecting the government to legislate for new advertising restrictions for HFSS ads. So that's for ads for products that are high in fat, sugar or salt. So um, regular listeners will remember that last year, the government announced it was going to bring in new restrictions for HFSS ads, both in TV and online. And we understood that they would eventually do that via the health and care bill. So we were um, ahead of that bill. We were expecting the government to publish the response to the consultations that it ran, the most recent one being at the end of last year, on new advertising restrictions, and then for the bill to uh, take those restrictions forward in practice. So uh, in policy wonk terms, the bill would be the legislative vehicle for the government to implement its policy on HFSS ads. But 
that didn't actually happen in practice. We are still waiting for the HFSS consultation responses from the government, which typifies the challenge that we have uh, with this policy area, which is that the normal process for creating the policy, where you start with the consultation and then you develop the policy and then you set out how you're going to implement it, isn't really working as it normally does. Uh, the, the process is fairly chaotic, I would say. So we've actually got little clarity at the moment on the government's thinking on HFSS. Interesting. So we get a line saying that something's definitely going to happen before we uh, get the government explaining why it thinks something ought to happen um, first. Uh, okay, so with that kind of uh, uh, sequencing, uh, int unique sequencing. Um, we were expecting a line um, on HFSS adverts to be turning up in the bill. We were kind of um, very aware that that might happen. But in the event, uh, the the line that did uh, that was featured in the bill was was uh, relatively blunt. Uh, it said the bill. One of the things that the bill would be doing is banning, and this is a quote from the bill: uh, banning junk food adverts pre nine pm watershed on TV and a total ban online um, and that's and full stop that's that's what it said um, so not kind of loads of detail to go on particularly when we were expecting uh, and and hoping for a full um, comprehensive government response to its consultations on the matter but uh, Christy what does that tell us and what does it not tell us? <laughs> Not much and quite a lot in that order. Um, what it tells us is, as far as we can tell, the government is determined to legislate in this area. So there will definitely be some statutory HFSS advertising restrictions that are put into legislation through this bill. What it doesn't tell us is actually whether how it was referred to in the Queen's speech is anything new because if you cast your mind back to last summer when the government actually announced its intention to do this that's pretty much exactly what it also said then and that was prior to any consultation on the policy it was uh, announced very much out of the blue. So we do know that there will be legislation but what we don't know is whether what the government said in the Queen's speech um, is uh, you can be taken as read. Um, exactly what does a total ban mean? Because there was, as you said, James, no further detail provided. So we don't know anything. And I know that you know everybody in the industry and members will have a lot of questions. And I guess the key thing to be aware of at the moment, as unhelpful as it is, is that there aren't yet any further answers to any of those questions. It could be that the government was just restating its position on which it has consulted and it has not yet responded to the consultation. It could be them signalling actually that they do intend to do exactly as they set out last summer. We we don't really know. What we have uh, gleaned since the Queen's speech from some conversations um, with officials in government is that it's possible that the ban might not be as all-encompassing as it sounds. So a total ban sounds pretty comprehensive. We expect that exactly what's covered so thinking about the scope might not actually be quite so broad as the that wording sounds i don't exactly want to speculate here on the precise nature of what we might end up with because i don't think that's necessarily helpful and i probably end up giving somebody false hope if i mention something now and it <laughs> doesn't pan out but we are expecting a bit more nuance when the actual consultation response is published slightly more nuanced than than a complete and total ban 
Uh, yes, <laughs> if that's possible. Uh, and, and we have responded to the Queen's speech uh, and to that uh, statement to press the government to urgently respond to the consultation and set out the details so that industry can get the clarity that it needs as soon as possible. Okay, and and in terms of the kind of timing of what happens with that health and care bill and kind of what happens next, where are we at? What what what's the next steps? So again, the timing is being driven by the legislation. So we know that the key decisions about HFSS uh, and what the policy is actually going to be are being finalised almost literally as we speak. Um, and we're going to be writing again to uh, ministers to continue to press the industry position, encourage them to make the right decisions and to reiterate that there's a better ready-made solution to protecting children from HFSS ads online than a uh, total ban. The Timing-wise, the response to the consultations, we think, uh, are going to be published in the next few weeks because the draft health and care bill will be introduced to Parliament, we expect, around mid-June. And so the government does actually have to set out in detail its policy before it publishes the bill, which will have the details of the statutory restrictions in it. So basically, next couple of weeks, watch this space. Next couple of weeks. Okay, something to uh, tune in for. Okay, so that's the health and care bill. Uh, the second uh, second of the two bills, uh, particularly that we were we were kind of interested in, was uh, the online safety bill, um, or the the draft online safety bill was announced in the Queen's speech, uh, meaning that they're going to kind of publish a, a draft version of it to debate before it's introduced properly. Um, and this was a kind of is a flagship piece of legislation for the government, really, um, in in tackling uh, online harms from user generated content specifically. Um, so, if uh, anyone kind of goes on social media or on the internet and kind of uh, puts something in that's uh, nasty, then how how can the how can the government uh, be be looking at kind of regulating that? This is this has been that we one uh, kind of something that we've been keeping a very close eye on because it's obviously very relevant to the um, the online world, but at the moment there is nothing that references uh, advertising specifically in in the bill. Um, the the legislation looks at user generated content, uh, but not at online advertising, which obviously has has its own kind of formal set of self regulation through the the ASA and uh, and CAP. Um, but the government has been uh, coming under quite a, a lot of pressure from uh, various places to uh, potentially broaden the scope of that bill to include um, advertising. Uh, specifically, you, you've had uh, people like uh, money-saving expert Martin Lewis and um, the consumer organisation Witch uh, and, and uh, backbenchers as well, backbench MPs, have been calling for the government to uh, include uh, kind of online fraudulent advertising in in the uh, in the scope of that bill, uh, but uh, what what happened when the bill was actually published, Christy? So what happened was that actually the government did broaden the scope of the bill uh, very last minute, literally uh, so last minute that the details were not actually uh, included in the bill. They've included user generated fraud within the scope of the online safety bill. Um, so this is, uh, as far as we understand it, because the detail hasn't yet been published, it will be around uh, sort of financial scams, essentially, uh, but where they are related to um, yeah, users uh, of, of the online uh, services that are in scope of the bill. So as you said, James, actually still doesn't include at the moment paid for ads. Um, 
because they are separately regulated and the government wants to, as far as we understand it, keep the issue of user-generated fraud and user-generated content separate from paid-for advertising, um, at least for now, which is very sensible and something that we've been encouraging them to do throughout this process. Um, user-generated content and paid-for advertising are very different things. They're different regulatory frameworks. As you said, the ASA already regulates ads online. Um, and let's not forget as well, there is also already a separate review being run by DCMS looking at digital advertising regulation. And we understand that that uh, is the place where the government will explore the role of advertising in online financial fraud. Uh, and that should therefore feed into wider government work and thinking on this. Um, and I think it's also important to note that we're talking about criminal activity here. Uh, and so this is not a problem that's ever going to be solved alone just by looking at advertising. Yeah. OK. So, uh, yeah, advertising not in, not included in the bill uh, yet. But I think the uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one to keep an eye on because the 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 pressure on the government to broaden further this the scope of the bill to include th those kind of online scams uh, online scam advertising is is not going likely to die down really it's not going to go away anytime soon um so we we are kind of very much expecting there to be um amendments uh added to the bill or um certainly suggested um uh, from the opposition, from Labour, or from um, backbenchers in, in the, within the government. Um, so, uh, yeah, kind of one certainly to, to keep an eye on to see whether the, the government is going to is going to kind of keep up that firm line that it's uh, that it's had uh, to keep advertising separate um, until now. Uh, Interesting development as well is that the Home Office has uh, published some kind of uh, press saying that it's going to be looking very closely at this subject and um, particularly it says it's going to be engaging with other government departments with law enforcement, crucially, uh, but also with industry um, to create what it's called a fraud action plan. Um, and it's it's has kind of made a point of saying that that fraud action plan could still include legislation uh, if if they kind of deem it necessary. So um, yeah, one that we're keeping a very close eye on. For the IAB's part, uh, we are kind of exploring what more the industry can, can be doing in this area. Uh, and also particularly we're promoting the fact that uh, the industry uh, regulator, the ASA, has an initiative specifically to deal with uh, scam advertising online. Uh, it's got its Scam Ad Alert initiative, which is uh, we'll be kind of talking about uh, online and uh, is well worth kind of checking out and finding out more information about uh, if you're unfamiliar with it. Uh, that's probably all we have to say about the Queen's speech. Those were, there was a lot in there, but those were the the kind of two uh, particular bills that had most relevance to uh, the industry and our members. Um, so thanks very much for listening, and uh, see you next time. The IAB UK podcast. Christy Dennehy Neal and James Davis from the IAB's policy and regs team. There. Fun fact: these policy episodes had the working title of Word from Westminster, but that didn't feel fantastically inclusive, so we changed it. Towards the end, James mentioned the ASA scam ads alert. We've written a handy explainer on exactly what that is, and it's available at iabuk.com forward slash policy. And of course, you can find more episodes of this podcast on our site too, or listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. 
Thanks very much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.